You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. Welcome to another episode of Musician Today. Today with us we have an amazing guest all the way from UK. So I can't wait to introduce her and her fantastic music that I've been watching and just like in awe of <laughs> the amazing genre that she has created. So we have today Tanya Cracknell as the grime violinist and she collaborates with MCs and producers in the grime scene as a writer and recording artist as well as performing for music videos, brand collaborations and live shows. Tanya has appeared in multiple videos with Lethal Bizzle, DWE, JME, P Money, Maxwell D, Asher D, Young Tribes, I'm sorry if I'm not saying it right, and many more. So she has performed live with artists including gigs, Mr. Easy, Loki, Phaser, Lady Lights, and Lioness. She has performed around the world at festivals such as Glastonbury, Wireless, Wilderness, and Boomtown. At venues including the Royal Albert Hall, South Bank Center, Coco, Roundhouse, and Hammersmith Apollo. Plus, she appeared on BBC, ITV, SBTV and Channel 4 on the Big Nursite Show. And so the grime violinist also performs for private events. You, you can book her and clients include Game of Thrones actress Natalie Manuel and former England footballer Aniola Alu Aluko. <laughs> Recent brand collaborations include Vodafone, Coca-Cola, Boohoo and LS. To discuss a brand collaboration, you can always contact Tanya. Um, but first of all, we're going to talk about how she grew up in a musical family. Tanya started playing the violin at the age of seven. She graduated from UEA with a first class honors in music bachelor with honors, <laughs> but decided to break away from the classical scene soon after, preferring to play the music she listened to and raved to. So Tanya has been a recording artist for hip-hop, soul, house, and pop music, but her love of grime and the energy of the UK music scene drew her solo career into becoming the grime violinist that we know today. So following the success of Instagram videos uh, of Tanya playing her favorite music, grime tracks, she can now be found joining grime ciphers, radio sets, raves, and studio sessions alongside collaborations with the biggest names in the industry. In September of 2018, she became the first violinist in the world to release an EP of grime instrumentals, which is regularly played on platforms including BBC One Extra and at clashes worldwide. So Tanya's future plans include recording an album of collaborations, creating a grime violinist sample library, education program, and representing the live sound of London to new audiences across the globe. Wow, I'm out of breath already. <laughs> Tanya is also involved with music charities, Young Urban Arts Foundation, and Lyrics Organics, working with young people inspired by music. And before we go on any further, you can always find Tanya on her website, thegrimeviolinist.co.uk, Instagram at forward slash thegrimeviolinist, Facebook at forward slash thegrimeviolinist, Twitter forward slash grimeviolinist, and on YouTube, find her by the Grime Violinist and listen to her EP. She's on Spotify and it's an amazing, amazing collection of records, so you guys have to go check it out. 
And whew, welcome, Tanya. How are you? <laughs> hey, thank you for having me. I'm very well. Great. We're so excited to have you here too. What you do is so interesting. It's so unique. Uh, I just absolutely had to share it with with our fan base because it's something that. I feel like I've had affinity to my whole life, but I could not put it together in the word. So, <laughs> how do you describe your style? Like, how did it come to be? Uh, what brought you to this kind of unique brand that you have, the grime violinist? Okay, well, I started off um, playing classical, um, mm -hmm. studied classically, as you mentioned there in my biography, um, left university. Um, knowing how to play the violin, but only knowing how to play other people's music on the violin. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of lacking that creativity because uh, um, I think I had some composition in me because my mother, both my parents are guitarists and my mother actually writes um, uh, guitar pieces and books and things like that. And I thought, I just don't want to be spending my life playing what other people tell me to in the style that other people tell me to. Yeah. So um, I decided to kind of switch it and sort of... Um, started improvising over the music that I was enjoying at the time um, and then basically just uploaded one of those a few years ago onto Instagram. Um, mm. I don't know, I can't remember, it was one of the classic grind rhythms. Um, and then kind of went from there. People really seemed to like that. I don't think there was anyone else doing that kind of thing much. And um, yeah, I kind of took it from there. That's amazing. Wow. So has it been like, has it been an easy journey or have there been a lot of challenges on the way? Is it like figuring out what you're doing? Because like, oh, there's so many things I like. <laughs> How did you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been sort of, um, you know, what I haven't, I wouldn't say I found it hard because I love it. It's definitely, it's, it's hard work, mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not a slog because I love absolutely sort of every day that I do this sort of, I feel so lucky to be able to now do this sort of yes. for my living. When I first started doing it, I had a normal nine to five, you know, I was doing it just, just for fun on the side. Um, and now I get to do it for my living and I get to play non-classical music every day. So, uh, you know, and I get to write um, my own stuff, collaborate with some amazing people. Mm -hmm. And yes, I, I don't find it hard at all because I love it. Absolutely. I totally agree. When you do what you love, it's just like time just flies by. <laughs> yes. All right. Why don't we have a listen to one of your uh, tracks? This is Swan Lake. It's a short one, but I feel like it's going to create a bridge between the classical and what we do today. Okay. Are you guys ready? Here we go. I love the beat and I love the combination of like the fam famous classical tune set to this beat that it just gives it a totally different perception 
Um, yeah, I mean, this is some, this is sort of a new sort of uh, strain of things I'm doing. That beat was actually produced by my boyfriend uh, called Nat Powers, an amazing oh, producer. Nice. Um, and we're going to sort of keep going with that idea of using classical mm-hmm. melodies um, and weaving it into grime. Before now, I sort of haven't uh, used other people's melodies like that. Um, but I think there's definitely um, there's a, a market for that. And I just think it's really interesting to bring it into sort of the modern day. Absolutely, yes. I find that's a great sort of like um, mix where a lot of people can enjoy this. So classical musicians would still enjoy this, I think. And the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I hope so. Yeah, I hope there's a the two like a double a, like PR campaign to be had there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So you are the only violinist who has an instrumental EP of grime music. That's amazing. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that you know, um, I think I'm the only person focusing on grime at the moment. And um, yes, I was for that EP, which was released it released in November 2018. I collaborated with a different producer on each track. Mm-hmm. Um, got into the studio with them, um, and we we literally just created, and it was it was amazing. I was uh, yeah, it was a great project. I well, enjoyed it. That's fantastic. We, oh yeah, I can't wait to listen to all of it, like binge listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you usually go about creating a track? Um, like, do you throw ideas around with your team or do you just have like sort of an idea and you set it to a beat or yeah, what's your process on that? I definitely um, use a basic beat as reference. So either, um, producer will have a sort of a, a skeleton beat and I will then write over it. I tend to find that the first idea that I have is the right one. As soon as I hear um, a beat, I have to have my voice recorder on straight away. And the first thing that I play to it is usually the right one. Um, I, if, I, if I'm laboring too much over it, mm-hmm. it's not quite, you know, it's not working so well. So um, sometimes, well, most of the time, the writing process is actually really quick. Um, mm-hmm. So for the main melody anyway. Um, and then there's obviously different sessions, B sections, C sections, um, little um, breakdowns yeah. and things like that that go into a normal instrumental or track. Um, and yeah, and it's sort of, it is a collaborative uh, process. Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I can relate to the fact that writing itself is kind of a quicker part of it, but it's the production afterwards that takes a lot of hours. <laughs> yeah, the arrangement. And obviously, you know, although like I focus mainly on grammar, I do do some um, string writing for mm-hmm. other genres. So it's sometimes um, a producer would literally just want uh, violins during a certain section and then I would just work on that and layer it up. You know, sometimes people just want that lush string sound, you know, yeah. rather than something edgy. I think the edginess is what I prefer to write and I think that's what stands me apart from other violinists. But, you know, there's definitely, there's always time for luscious string writing. <laughs> yes, definitely. That's that's where it comes from, yeah. <laughs> the power. <laughs> the one that makes exactly. us cry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think I have this theory that like strings kind of are so emotive to people and I think it's because we can manipulate the sounds to be quite like a voice mm-hmm. with the vibrato and mm-hmm. the sort of the glissandos between the notes. It's sort of quite vocal and therefore I think kind of hits people on a very personal note. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any science behind that, but that's my theory and I'm going to go with it. 
Yeah, that's true. You know, what I would like to play next, I think, is the Grand Violinist Deplicit Grime Wire. Okay? But that cool. Yeah, that's a track produced by Dexplicit, De yes. Yeah, nice. Excellent. All right, so we're going to enjoy that. You guys ready? Here we go. there's like a never a dull moment and just when you think it's going to slow down it keeps going <laughs> yeah yeah it's relentless that one yeah it's nice. of, um, there's a music video on youtube on yes. my YouTube channel for that um and i also used that um track as a challenge um last year 
and I had yeah loads of people jumping on showing me their sort of lyrics and uploading on Instagram it was really fun oh that's amazing yeah I bet I bet it's so fun to do that especially in like a live setting like if there was a contest or something <laughs> yeah I mean it's kind of like it's crazy you think wow cool something that I created is in, um, inspiring other people's creativity as well mm -hmm. that's like the coolest thing ever it is it is absolutely I love it and there is there was a moment where I was like, oh, it has dynamic contrast. You know, that's something you, okay. that's something you rarely hear actually in produced music. Usually it's all like leveled to one and the same sort of dynamics, mm. right? Especially oh, if you, you, yeah, so I like that. I like the crescendo. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I, I think it's the first time we have something like that happen. Uh, on our show because yeah that's interesting Good, way I to go so doing all these amazing things you do being a performer producing your own music uh how do you manage your day like do you find time to practice um what's your normal schedule like you know what every time i've just come back from holiday and every holiday i make plans to practice more yeah um, and then when you get back into it it's sort of practice <laughs> equals preparing for the next thing you know yeah um, you know, it's not like being back at uni where you can, have, you know, spend hours in the practice room because you're on your student loan. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, yeah, life is hectic and everything is preparing for the next performance or the next writing session or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the next uh, video on Instagram or whatever. So it's, it's more like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I think because I sort of push myself to put more and more complex things into the things that I write, mm -hmm. I'm kind of pushing myself on my practice anyway through that to be able to record it. Some of the things I've written before, I can't play when I'm writing them, yeah. but I practice them so I can play them and therefore that's better in my, my skills. Absolutely, I agree. That's the same here. Like when I'm, I'm producing an album and uh, every time I come up with an idea, I'm like, oh, that'd be easy. And then once yeah. we get to the studio, yeah, we have to kind of work on it, make sure that it's yeah. articulated. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it feels so good once you've done it. And I think kind of, I think that's one of the things that I, uh, for violin anyway, most of the training uh, to do those sort of things, trickier things like string crossing and um, mm -hmm. you know tricky scale yeah. fingering and things yeah. like that. It's all very classical, um, and it's something mm -hmm. that I'm eager to um, bring a change a change to. Um, and at some point, um, wanting to bring out some study a study book anyway um, nice. of um, sort of studies for that kind of technique that don't involve music that's very classical or 100 mm -hmm. years old you know mm -hmm. so more based around the grind thing so yeah watch out for that in the future. yeah i can't wait i'm definitely gonna get that <laughs> book yeah <laughs> i'm all for technique and i find yeah. it too like when you're practicing in a classical way it's just like your mind gets bored you have to take it to the next level you have to you know yeah you if have you've to got go a crazy grind beat behind yeah. you like egging you on it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be better nice okay all right so um before i play my next song i wanted to ask you what um has an electric violin done to your sound like do you usually record on electric and um how was it switching from acoustic to electric um yeah what's your thought on that you know what um i always record on acoustic because i think the tone ah. is so much better um, I never record an electric. I only use electric for live event performances. See, yeah. um, a because the sound engineers can cope with it a little bit more because it's a bit more like an electric guitar, I think, for them. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 
um, less temperamental um, mm -hmm. for feedback and things like that. Um, and also because I can plug in headphones, meaning that if the monitoring isn't great on stage, I can at least hear myself by plugging my um, an earphone into my ear and playing, yeah. you know, to myself as well as to everyone else. So that's literally, it's a very practical thing, although it also yeah. looks really cool. Um, it's a very practical thing playing uh, electric violin live. Yes. Um, but for writing and recording and most things, I would play classical acoustic violin just for the warmth of tone. Um, yeah. And and because I grew up playing it, um, um, very kindly Yamaha Music gave me my electric violin, so I'm really excited to play around with that a bit more. I'm excited to start using some pedals and stuff with that. But for yeah. pure writing and um, back creativity, yeah, it's back to the old school for me. Nice, that's amazing. I, I can relate to that. To some things, I prefer the acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does have definitely more expressive range because there's some, some techniques, some extended techniques that you just, you can't translate to digital. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, why don't we listen to um, Lang Ming, the grind violinist, and Nat Powers? Nat Powers, yeah. Go for it. All right. Here we go.
Wow, love it. <laughs> <laughs> this one this one definitely gets me ready to go like to battle i'm re i'm ready right. to, i'm ready to fight <laughs> yeah well, i think sort of it's got it to me this one's got the most sort of classical sounding influences mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. um i think maybe because um uh, amazing producer that i was um father's um actually sort of was a classical um conductor and i think you can really hear that in his work Mm -hmm. um, and also, it's sort of the different sections, it's much more broken up than a lot of the tracks on the EP, which are just, they're relentless, you know, that's got really yeah. lots of ebbs and flows. Um, and actually that, along with some of the other, other tracks, will be re-released next year with vocals as full tracks. So watch oh, out for Wow, looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right, well, I think it is time for us to play our little game. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're up for it, we're going to do a little bit of like a rapid fire. And so we have a countdown here, um, which is pretty badass too. <laughs> so as soon as we go three, two, one, I'm going to read out the first question to you. We're going to have 10 questions and we have to answer them in under a minute. Are you ready? Ooh, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So here we go. Let me get that countdown down. Yay. <laughs> Okay, and of course, I, okay. What was your most memorable performance? Um, performing at Wilderness Festival this year with full orchestra. Yay! At what age did you pick up violin? Pick up the violin seven. Yay! How many instruments do you own? Uh, <laughs> too many violins. I own five, but I only play two. All right. <laughs> violin, acoustic, or electric? What's your favorite? Acoustic. Okay. What motivates you? Um, oh, what motivates me? There's so many things. Um, uh, literally just creativity. There's nothing else I can do. It's just, it's in me. Amazing. It's just, it's self, self creativity. Awesome. Which YouTuber you just can't stop watching? Which YouTuber? Uh huh. Um, <laughs> it's nothing to do with music, but my best friend is um, Rihanna, who runs Retrition, and it's all about healthy eating. I'm a big fan of healthy eating and healthy living stuff like that Fantastic. so go nutrition go and check it i love that too that's amazing um now what's your favorite song to cover name three name sorry did you say three name what sorry? favorite songs to cover do you like to cover songs yes yeah i do it all the time on my instagram yeah. so um, my favorite, <laughs> i think everyone else's favorite is um toast by coffee mm -hmm. um, and i was lucky enough to shoot the video for that in jamaica last year oh no this nice. year i think nice um, um, I like covering stuff by Stormzy and DW. Nice, amazing. Name three people that you admire. Um, <laughs> my parents and my boyfriend. Amazing, that's great. That, that's three, by the way. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Ah, don't make me choose. <laughs> I know. I literally, I'm, I'm obsessed with both, both and both. I'm really desperate to have a pet. And, uh, yeah, with my lifestyle, I can't. So um, I'm going to say cats because I've only one since I was tiny. Right, right. That name three violinists that you follow on Instagram. Oh, you know what? In um, not embarrassing, but, but I don't actually follow that many violinists on Instagram. <laughs> the, reason, the reason being that apart from my sort of my closest friends, the reason being is that I don't, I kind of want to be doing my own thing without looking to mm -hmm. other people. You know, That's comparing true. yourself is never a good thing. Um, and I know that there's no one doing exactly what I am, but I also want to make sure that even if 
I do a cover and someone else has done a cover of the same song, but I'm not influenced by it. So yeah. I really don't follow that many apart from my personal close people. You know, that's amazing. My friend Bridget O'Regan does the same thing. She's a viral mm-hmm. YouTuber and she's Toronto-based. And yeah, so I, I agree with you guys. There was a point at which you don't want to have too much kind of outside influence to create something. Yeah, yeah. I think creative is very personal and I think social media is a bit scary to be messing with that. <laughs> well, okay, way to go. Thank you. Thank you for playing. We didn't make it in under yeah. a minute, but that's okay. Most people don't because I ask too big of questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know I have so yeah, whispering. <laughs> All right, amazing. So um, before we go, I would also like to ask you one big sort of what would be the piece of advice that you would give to a younger performer who wants to do what you do who wants to enter the grime scene who wants to produce on music and yeah um i would say as i said just before about social media don't look towards what other people are doing find your niche and Mm -hmm. and make sure it's what you love don't do grime because it's popping right now don't do whatever genre that you want to do because someone's told you to mm-hmm. find what you absolutely love and you can switch anything on its head. You know, I wasn't expecting to do this when I was learning classical violin, but my two loves are classical violin and grand music and it just kind of works. So that works for me, but it won't work for other people because that might not be their love. So mm-hmm. follow whatever you're passionate about and yeah, and just don't stop. That's amazing. Thank you, Tanya. I completely agree. It sums it up. <laughs> so when someone is facing a challenge like yeah they should look for solutions inside themselves right instead of trying to be like oh they're doing this and this artist is doing that and yeah yeah i think i think yes the sort of the younger generations are going to find that very hard i I grew up like when i was young there wasn't social media so i can kind of look outside it yeah Um, at the moment you know if i grew up with social media as a young person i think um, I would find it very hard to step outside it. So yeah, just just advice to do that, and also you know just to um, not be on it the whole time and not watch other people the whole time. Just mm-hmm. um, you know, you always hear those quotes of people saying, "Oh, I, I I was about to give up and then I didn't, and then that's when I blew, or that's when I sort of made whatever you want, you know, your money or your fame or whatever." You know, yeah. so just yeah, definitely not giving up is is the key. That's true. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tanya. You guys, go find Tanya on her website at thegrandviolinist.co.ca. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, the grand violin- <laughs> I'll do it again. Okay. Thegrandviolinist.co.uk on Instagram. Follow her at thegrandviolinist on Facebook at thegrandviolinist on Twitter at grimeviolinist. Find her fantastic videos on YouTube. I'll search her up by Grand Violinist and find her EP. She's on Spotify as well. And this is amazing music that the kind that you've never guys heard before. And it really, it just moves you. <laughs> so thank you, Tanya. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. And um, so I would me. be so happy to have you back on the show uh, when you have your next step in your next album or next project or a next song or video coming out. So we'll get back in touch and you can tell us all about it then 
How does that sound? Happy perfect. Yeah, perfect. next year there's some, some mad big things happening next year. Ooh, so yeah, definitely yay. same time. Yeah, 2020 is going to be big for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so it's got that ring to it, hasn't it? 2020, yeah. 2020, 2020 vision, that's true. Like, it's, it's popping off. Yeah. We should like write a song together and call it 2020. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. And we're going to close the show with one more track by the grand violinist. This is going to be warning the grand violinist outsider. Thank you, Tanya. Have a great day and we'll see you soon. You too. Thank Bye. you.